Welcome to the podcast of Christ Church in Town in Jacksonville, Florida. We are seeking the renewal of all things in Jesus Christ. Towards that end, we are committed to cultivating personal transformation in Christ, an uncommon fellowship of racially and economically diverse individuals, and the flourishing of our neighbors. To join our local body in membership or financial support, visit ChristChurchInTown.org. Brothers and sisters, at this time we are continuing in a teaching series in the book of Exodus, Exodus that we've titled uh, Brought Out. And we have seen the hand of God move in the life of the children of Israel. We've seen God say to them that I have seen your struggles. I, I, I know what you've gone through. We've seen God move on their behalf miraculously. We've seen him uh, go in and and we've seen the ten plagues. We've seen the Passover lamb. We've seen the, the blood on the doorpost. We have seen him part the Red Sea. We have seen them celebrate, but we have also seen them grumble. We've also seen them complain. When, when, when trouble arises, they begin to, to complain and say, we could have stayed where we was. You know, and I, and I say that that is, that is uh, it's, it's terrible, but it's a picture of us. That when God blesses us, sometimes we, we, we forget all the blessings and just be, begin to complain about what's happening now. But today we are moving and we're going to meet God. God is going to meet his people at Mount Sinai. So if you would, and if you are willing and able, would you please stand for the reading of God's word? On the third new moon after the people of Israel had gone out of the land of Egypt, on that day they came into the wilderness of Sinai. They set out from Rephibi and came into the wilderness of Sinai and encamped in the wilderness. There Israel encamped before the mountain. While Moses went up to the mountain, the Lord called to him out of the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob, and tell the people of Israel, you yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all peoples. For all the earth is mine, and ye shall be to me a kingdom of priests, and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the people of Israel. So Moses came and called the elders and the peoples and set before them all these words that the Lord had commanded him. All the people answered together and said, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. And Moses reported the words of the people to the Lord. And the Lord said to Moses, behold, I am coming to you in a thick cloud that the people will hear when I speak with you and may also believe you forever. On the morning of the third day, there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud on the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast so that all the people in the camp trembled. 
Then Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God, and they took them there, and they took their stand at the foot of the mountain. Now Mount Moriah was wrapped in smoke because the Lord had descended on it in fire. The smoke of it went up like the smoke of a killing, and the whole mountain trembled greatly. And as the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke, and God answered him in the thunder. The Lord came on Mount Sinai to the top of the mountain, and the Lord called Moses to the top of the mountain, and Moses went up. And the Lord said to Moses, go down and warn the people, lest they break through to the Lord, to look, and many of them perish. Also let the priests who, came near, who come near to the Lord consecrate themselves, lest they break out against them, lest the Lord break out against them. And Moses said to the Lord, the people cannot come up to Mount Sinai, for you yourself warned us, saying, set limits around the mountain and consecrate it. And the Lord said to him, go down, come up, bring an Aaron with you, but do not let the priests and let the people break through to come up to the mountain, lest he break out against them. So Moses went down to the people and told them, this is the word of the Lord. It is given to us in love, and it is absolutely true. Thank you. You may be seated. Moses and the children of Israel are about to meet God in the most phenomenal way. They're going to meet with the way they meet him is the epitome of the word awesome. I want us to remember that when we get ready to call something awesome, because I believe what we will see in the scriptures today is the only true thing that can be defined, that can define the word awesome. This encounter will cause them, it's going to stimulate fear. It's going to cause them to be in a deep awe. And, and it's going to show Moses in a new light. Moses is now going to be in the role of a mediator. So, so how does God meet them? He meets them on this mountain. Israel, they, they arrive after leaving Egypt, and the Lord descends on this mountain, revealing his presence through fire, thunder, lightning, and a cloud. Can you imagine this? I, I don't know what, what, what you... When you think of thunder and lightning, what do you what do you imagine? But but thunder and lightning, fire and a smoke. Can you imagine this, that 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 you are gathered in a place where you're going to meet the Lord. And all of a sudden there's there's this storm, there's this thundering and then there's lightning and there's fire and there's smoke. And, and, and we are supposed to stay calm. Can, can you imagine that? If, if we, it could be raining outside. We know it's raining, but when thunder comes, it causes us to shake. It, it, it causes us to pay, pay close attention. And if, have you ever been so close that you can actually hear the lightning? Can, can you imagine what that must have been like around the mountain? And, and then the Lord speaks to Moses. That, that had to be a sight. Now, so as the smoke just building up around the mountain. The trumpet, there's a loud trumpet blast causing the mountain to quake, causing the mountain to tremble. That is, that is, that's a sight. 
And the Israelites hear God's voice, but they don't see no form. God is speaking, but they can't see him. God is speaking. I, I don't know about y'all, but if, if there becomes an audible vo- voice in this room, in this room, I'm going to be looking to see where that voice is coming from. And I'm going to tell you the truth. If I look long enough and I don't see a source of that voice, there's going to be an uneasiness about me. Are y'all with me? Are y'all understanding me? That, that there's going to be an uneasiness. And if I look long enough and I, and I don't hear anything, I may leave. Because that's, that's not how things work. If there's a voice, there ought to be a source to the voice. There ought to be something that I can identify where that voice is coming from. But they could hear the voice of the Lord. But they couldn't see him. So, so what's happening here? Is that God, the children of Israel, Moses is about to have a mountaintop experience. And I want us to know that these mountaintop experiences aren't unusual in the Bible. It was at Mount Ararat that Noah, uh, after the ark had rested, he, he covenanted with the Lord at Mount Everett. It was also at Mount Moriah where, where the Lord sent Abraham a substitute for Isaac. It's at Mount Moriah, at, at, at uh, Mount Carmel, where Elijah defeated Baal. It was also at the mountain of tri- transfiguration when the appearance of Jesus was changed. So much so that Peter said, it's good to be here. We ought to stay here. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a, that, those were mountain experiences. And, and next week, in, in the next sermon in this series, we're going to see Moses. Hey, anybody ever watch Ten Commandments? And when Moses goes up, he comes down, he got a perm. Anybody ever seen that? (laughs) We're going to find. When he went up to the mountain, you you watch him, Charleston Helston. He goes goes up, he comes down, he got a new look. That's that's good to know. You can't can't come in contact with the Lord and be the same. Amen. Something has to happen when you meet him. When you meet him, something has to happen. So, so I believe this experience, this mountaintop at, at, at Mount Sinai is head and shoulders above all the others. If we look at verse 21, the Lord tells Moses to go down to tell the people, to warn the people, y'all better back up. You back up. Don't, don't, don't come. Don't come too close. He wants them to stay away. And it is good because God, God is revealing himself in a way that he had not been revealed before. And what's happening, when God reveals himself in nature or in a human form, it's called a theocracy. And it's, 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 it's God revealing himself through the elements of nature. And y'all, that's, that's, this is not the first time something has, like this has happened, but it has not happened in this form before. So when he meets Moses, I'm sorry, when he meets Adam in the cool of the garden, Adam says that then man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the cool of the day. God revealed himself to Abraham in a fire when he confirmed his promise to him. Uh, Y'all follow me? So God was identifying himself 
in, 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 in human forms and in elements. What about when Jacob wrestled with the Lord? He is identifying himself in a human form. God can identify himself any way he chooses. He can identify himself in the form of, of humans or, or he, he identified himself in the forms of human or in, uh, in nature. We see here that I think it's important to know that God was meeting them on the mountaintop. In Near Eastern nations, it was understood that mountains, that the mountains were the place where their gods lived. If you notice that God did not, it didn't say that God came down the mountain. It said God transcended down to the mountain. That's important to see. So God is saying that I'm higher than anything that you've been looking at. I, I'm, I'm, I'm higher than any God that you've been putting your hope in. As a matter of fact, there is no God but me. There, there is no God. So he transcended down. So that means that he came from above the mountains. While the other so-called gods lived on the mountains, God came down and placed his feet on the mountaintop. So that's good to know. So why is it that God was meeting his people at this mountain? I believe that is summed up in verses four through six. Let's look at this. Four through six. Verse four says this. You yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagle's wing and brought you to myself. So I think it's very important to, for the children of Israel to know this, that they did not save themselves. It was God who saved them. He says, see how I what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. He's saying that I bore, I bore you on eagles' wings. Can you uh, picture this? Y'all, we know the beauty of an eagle. We, we know that the eagle can fly in the eye of the storm and not be affected. So what God is saying, listen to this. I heard somebody say once that, 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 that when, the, when, when the eagle is learning to fly, that, that they, they, the mother eagle pushes the baby eagle out, and, 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 and as he tumbles to the ground, she runs down, she gets up on him and places him on his wings and brings him back to safety. But I want to say, this ain't the illustration that God is talking about. What I want to say is God says that I flew in your mess. I placed you on my wings and I flew you out there to safety. Are y'all following me? This ain't you falling. This ain't you stumbling. This is me bringing you out the whole time. It looked like death was near you. It looked like destruction was near you, but you were safe. Why? Because you were on the wings of eagles and I had you the whole time. Y'all, that is good stuff. That is stuff that we need to be happy about, that I belong to him. Even though it looks like my back is oppressed against the wall, it looked like trouble is all around me. God has me in the safety of his hand. He has me riding on his wings. That is good stuff, y'all. We can rest in him. He says that I brought you out of that mess to myself. He had a plan the whole time. He was saying, I was bringing you out to me. He wasn't just bringing you out 
just to bring you out. He was bringing you out because he wanted to have relationship with you, God. He wanted you. He says, listen to this. He, he brought them out, and then he says that he was going to make them his people. Let's go. Look at verse 5. Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice, keep my covenant, ye shall be, you shall be my treasured possession among all peoples of the earth. For all the earth is mine. He said, listen, you will be my treasured possession of all peoples. Now, when I was in school, I was always told that people was already plural. Hello? But I see an S here. I, I see an S on this word, peoples. That's just letting me know, y'all, that was some folk around. It wasn't just a little bit of folk. See, we people, when God talks about the whole world, he's talking about peoples. <laughs> y'all with me? We, we, we in this room, we people. But when God is speaking, he's talking about the whole world. He's talking about peoples. So he says, out of all the people, for all the earth is mine, you will be my treasured possession. So that means that they didn't save themselves. That means it wasn't nothing they could do to save themselves. That means that he got them. In, in, in earlier in the scriptures, he says, I, I'm delivering y'all not because y'all are so great. As a matter of fact, y'all are the least of all. It ain't, y'all, listen, y'all, it's good for us to know, y'all. Sometimes we have to get this because us as folk, we can get airs about ourselves. We can begin to think somebody owe us something. We can begin to think because we got good jobs, we make good money, we drive good cars, and we stay in nice houses, we begin to think we something. It's by his grace. Amen. Listen, listen, when you walk past somebody, a homeless person, sometimes, y'all, we can, we can get beside ourselves and we can wonder how he got in that situation if it was not for the grace of God. There go you. Hello? He says, listen, I brought y'all out to myself. Why? Because he wanted to have a relationship with them. He wanted them to be his treasured people. He wanted to be their God. Y'all, this is good. God, God brought them to himself. God should never be. Y'all ever see the commercial Aflac? Y'all see the duck? Too many of us treat God like he the duck. We treat God like he the duck. We only want him when we need something. Hello? You get injured, you go look at your, you go look at your insurance policy. You go look at your AFLAC to see if it covers this injury. Hello? If, if, if you're not injured, if you're not injured, guess what? You don't even touch that policy. I had to go have a, uh, I had a AFib earlier this year. My heart was racing and it wouldn't do right. And as soon as I got myself together, Sonia was sitting in the room. I say, does the policy cover this? Hello? Listen, listen, not, not regular health insurance, but the supplemental stuff that will pay me. Hello? So I looked at it. I say, does it cover this? And sometimes that's how we see God. We see God as that policy that we keep in the drawer. And when we get trouble, we say, God, can you handle this? 
God, can you do this? That's not God. God wanted them to be his people because he wanted to have a relationship with them. He wanted to have a personal relationship with them. Not only did he save them, not only did he want them to be his people, he wanted his people to be a kingdom of priests. Now, it's important for us to understand that priests never, ever act on their own behalf. They're always, always for his people. They are always mediating between God and the people. So we see this. God's telling them, I'm saving y'all. I brought y'all to myself for y'all to be a kingdom of people, for y'all to mediate. That's what he did, y'all. He saved us. He brought us into his church because he wants his church to be a kingdom of priests. He wants us to mediate between him and the world, y'all. We're not supposed to look at the world and talk about how bad they are. We're not supposed to look at the world and say they're hopeless, but we are the mediators. We are the priests of God. We are a kingdom of priests. We're supposed to stand. We're supposed to point people to him. That's what he says. He says, I saved y'all. Y'all are my treasured people if you would obey me. Listen, I got you. You are to be my people. Listen, not only did he save them, not only did he want a relationship with them, not only did he call them to be a kingdom of priests, he wanted them to be a holy nation. Listen, y'all, if we're not careful, we will look in this passage and we'll see around about verse 10 Well, he begins to tell them how to prepare to meet him. And you will begin to think that we have got to get ourselves together. We got to get ourselves all cleaned up. We got to make ourselves look good before we go to God. If we're not careful, we'll, we'll, we can read that in the passage, that these are the things that we got to do. But if we go back far enough, we'll understand that before they did any of this, he had already saved them. Before they did anything, before they did anything, he had already saved them. They couldn't save themselves. So before they had to consecrate themselves, before they had to get themselves right, before they had to wash their clothes, and before you're going to read, if you're reading here that men couldn't mate with their wives, they, they, they couldn't come together, you need to separate. Before any of this, he had already rescued them. Brothers and sisters, aren't you glad that he's already rescued you? Aren't you glad that he didn't make you have to fix yourself before you could come to him? Because if you could fix yourself, he wouldn't even have to come. So he says, I'm making you a holy people. So what do, we, what do you do with the fact that they were at the foot of the mountain and he tells Moses to go down and talk to him and tell them, don't come. Don't get too close. Don't get. What do you do with that? Listen. Yes. Yes. He saved us. Yes. He's, he's picked us up, y'all, but still, we just can't come to him any kind of way. We can't get to God on our own terms. He says, don't let them touch the mountain, because if they do, they're going to be in trouble. They're going to perish. He said, many of them will perish if they break through. Y'all, we can't get to God our own way. There ain't but one way to God, and his name is Jesus. Amen? And this is what we're going to see. Moses, we are the church. We are the church. We are not to act like we're better than the world, we're not supposed to act like the world. We're supposed to be holy, for he is holy. So y'all are the mediator. The mediator. Moses is in the place of, 
a mediator. God says that when I speak to you, they will believe you forever. He says what I'm about to do, they will have no doubt. Nobody can come back and say, well, Moses didn't talk to the Lord. Moses, don't, and Moses ain't the only one who can talk to the Lord. We can talk to the Lord, too. We can. We can. But he says he did this for Moses. He says that when they see this, they're going to believe this forever. Y'all, guess what? Y'all, there is a mediator that's greater than Moses. There is a mediator that will not fail. There is a mediator who did not fail. There is a mediator, and his name is Jesus. Jesus is our mediator. He's our intercessor. He speaks to God on our behalf. Aren't you glad? Yeah, yeah. Look, we ought to be glad about that, that Jesus is our mediator. He is far greater than Moses. God didn't just bring these people to the mountain just so they can say, look what we've done. God didn't just bring them there just so they can look back and say, we got ourselves out of this. We did this. God says, I want you to know that I brought you out on eagle's wing. I brought you out because I want to have a relationship with you. I want to be your God. I want you to be my people. And it's not because you are this or you are that. It's because I am God and I chose you. Brothers and sisters, that, that gives me joy every day, knowing that he chose me. Because on my best day, according to Scripture, I'm just a filthy rag. But it's because of Jesus. It's the blood that he shares that makes me white as snow. It's because his blood that I'm counted to be holy. So, y'all, it's good to know that our God sits high, he looks low, and that he's chosen us to be his people, that he's chosen us to have a relationship with him. There's no other person, no other being that I want to be connected to more than God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today for your goodness, your love, your kindness, your grace, your mercy. God, we thank you that you have rescued us, God, that you brought us out, God. God, we, we realize that it's not because of our strength, God, not because of our might, not because of anything that we think we have accomplished or, God, anything that we are deserving of. It's simply because you are God and you have chosen us. So, Father, we thank you. God, we pray for hearts to be your priests on earth, God. We pray to be the one who stands in between the world and you, God. We want to be that church, God, that points people to you, God. We want to be that church that is a light in the dark world, God. We want to be a church, God, that our word is right, our witness is right, and our worship is right before you. So, Father, we simply ask that you would help us to be what you called us to be. Help us, God, to be the people who make a difference. Help us, God, to be a people who don't just talk, but people who are doing what we have been called to do. So, Father, we thank you. We praise you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. 
you would like more information or would like to help support the local body of Christ Church in town, please visit our website at ChristChurchInTown.org.